Welcome back to another episode of Brave and Boss, the podcast. On this week's podcast, we're talking all about social media. So if you are scared to show up as yourself on Instagram or TikTok and really be front and center in your business, then this is a must listen for you. Let's get started. Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. All right. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited you are joining me again on Brave and Boss. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, the founder and CEO of the ethical fashion brand Encircled, business coach, business mentor, proud dog mom, entrepreneur, and I'm really excited to chat with today's guest about getting visible. This is something that I personally struggled with when I was starting my business because I was working full-time and I didn't really want to be the face of the business for a variety of reasons. Some of them you know, political with my business that I was employed in, I was doing PR for them, but also I just didn't feel confident doing it, to be honest. So today's guest is really going to talk us through how we can plan out more social media, how we can show up online and feel great and confident, and how to figure out what to post. Because oftentimes I know many of us, myself included, especially on my personal Instagram, I'm like stuck on what do you even put on the Instagram feed. So before I do a little welcome to the show for Allie, I just want to tell you a little bit more about her. So we're having Allie Martin on the show today. She is a veteran visibility and communication strategist with 10 years of experience, and she started her business, Fame and Fortune Brand Management, because she wanted to help brands share their messages through a host of PR and marketing tools. She realizes that in today's market, companies can no longer rely on the tactics they've always used to gain customers and recognition. She has a bachelor's degree and an MBA, and she also formerly worked in PR for some big, big brands like Kendra, Scott, and Amazon. Oh my gosh. And she's going to tell us about her podcast, Selfish, which is dedicated to self-care for industry experts, entrepreneurs, and shares her own thoughts on the journey. So let's get into the episode. All right. I am super excited to have today's expert on the show. Allie Martin is a visibility expert and owns the business Fame and Fortune, where she helps entrepreneurs gain credibility and cash through strategic social media and proactive media relations. Allie, welcome to Brave and Boss. Christy, I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait for us to dive into the conversation. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, you're so welcome. That line is also just so well-written. So I know you are just the master of copy (laughs) and media relations. I can tell from your one-liner. That's brilliant. So let's start off with like a little bit more of an in-depth intro. So why don't you just take a minute and tell us who you are, what you do, and what's your why? Yes, I am based in Kentucky and I, you know, have a career in public relations. So fresh out of college, started with a billion dollar company and was working with the media on telling the company's story. And it was really interesting because my first week on the job, they said, do you know anything about social media? And to be honest, I even said like, well, what is social media? I think (laughs) there was like so much of us like early on when Facebook and Twitter first came out, you know, it was just Facebook and Twitter. It wasn't social media. And they said, oh, well, you know, like Facebook, Twitter. I was like, oh yeah, I have those. I can do that. And they're like, okay, well, you're going to handle all of our social media too. 
And of course, it wasn't a full-time job then, but to me, that just like blows my mind that 15 years ago, that was the standard that a intern or a newbie was given a billion dollar company social <laughs> media brand and just said, here, just manage it. It wasn't like come up with a plan, you know, run it by us and then you can post it. No, it was just here, you take this. So that's really where my social media journey started, but I did continue through my public relations journey, still managing social media accounts along the way. And at the height of my career, I was managing Amazon's public relations for the lower quarter of the United States. So I had from Texas over to Florida, up to Tennessee, and I worked with all of their leaders on their media interviews, their, you know, press conferences and So I was very in tuned with how Amazon was able to really connect with smaller communities through media relations. And so whenever I started Fame and Fortune, I was able to take those tactics and really apply it to small business owners and allow them to use those tactics to grow their business. And that's where we are today. Let's talk a little bit more about those tactics and kind of what you actually do when you work with small business owners. So What are some of the key services that you offer and how do those help small business owners grow their sales and their business? Yeah. Yeah. The number one service that I offer to small business owners is marketing consultation. So truly, you know, working with me on a kind of biweekly basis to work through all of the marketing challenges. And I really equate it to a customer journey. So when your customer first comes to your website? What are they interacting with? Where are they first going? When they go to your social media profiles, are they optimized so that they are easy to purchase from? Or are you making it tough on them? So we really start to walk through what that customer journey looks like and really optimizing it so that we are converting on a much higher level. So that's really where I work with most of my clients. I also do done-for-you service where I am creating those social media posts, their captions, the creative, and taking care of posting that for them, taking it off their plate completely. Um, And then also public relations. So I am pitching my clients to different podcasts and different media outlets to secure them with media opportunities to really grow their credibility. That's awesome. Yeah, I can definitely see that being some key areas of focus that is needed in a small business. So let's zero in a little bit on visibility because I think this is such an interesting topic and you brand yourself as a visibility expert, which is very cool. And I know from speaking from experience, when I first started my business, I was very shy about being in the media. I didn't want to be on like live TV shows. I didn't want to be mentioned Mm -hmm. in articles. I was very like, I didn't want to be on the website or on social media, but I know there's a huge advantage to being more visible in your business. And obviously now I'm very visible in my business. So (laughs) is it mandatory for small business owners to like our listeners to be the face of their business? Like what does that add to the brand experience for them being more front and center in the media and on social? I love this question. And I'm going to say something that probably some people listening aren't going to like, but yes, you do. So your customers connect with people. People connect with people. They don't connect with a logo. They don't connect with brand colors. Those are all important, but they connect with people. They purchase from people. When you think about the basis of marketing, 
there are three things that have to happen before anybody will ever purchase from you. It's called the know, like, and trust factor. They have to know you, they have to like you, and they have to trust you. So there is physically impossible for somebody to know, like, and trust a logo. You might get a handful of purchases, but as soon as you start to build that relationship with your customers, your growth and your sales will shoot through the roof. And the reason because is if we're putting our face on social media, they're starting to become familiar with that face. So, you know, again, checking off that no factor. Okay. Yeah. I know who that is. Then we start to talk about things we like and uh, our way of doing business and our core values. And they go like, oh yeah, that's how I am too. So they start to like you. Then you show up consistently. You are offering value to them without asking for them to pay you for that value by giving them suggestions and tips. And then they start to trust you. So you see, that's why I think it is so important to put your face out there for your brand. And when you think about it, businesses like an Amazon have plenty of spokespeople that can be there to speak on behalf of Mr. Bezos. However, when he started, he was the face. So if you don't tell your brand story, who is? You don't have a spokesperson. That's you. So I really hope that, you know, by me really sharing that no like, and trust factor is the core foundation of marketing. You will start to feel a push and a desire to be putting your face and your voice out there. And really you are a business leader and that leader allows you to have a voice and it allows you to step forward and give your insight to your community, to your industry. And until you do that, you can't really own that leader. You can't really own that title. So everyone has a voice. Everyone has an opinion. So we just have to be brave enough to be able to step up and own it. Mm -hmm. That's such a great point. I've also seen it become a point of difference. I don't know if you've noticed this with your clients when you are in an industry where there's a lot of competition for like similar products. And just by having yourself present in the business, that can be a strong differentiator for your brand and, mm. and create different kind of brand experience for your customers. So that's a really great point. So hearing that and knowing that for sure, there's like definitely a reason why you need to be active on social and maybe even in media PR as a small business owner. How active should people be? Like, do you have a rule of thumb for how often people should be posting on certain channels and how do they figure out which channel to be on? Because I see this oftentimes where, you know, as small business owners, we have so much to do. So, you know, we're overwhelmed with the sheer thought of being on Pinterest, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, you know, Snapchat, yes. like there's so many places now to go. So how do you figure out where to go? Should you just like pick one, I guess? And how active do you really need to be on that channel? It, this is such a freeing statement. So I know I may have made some people uncomfortable when I said they had to be on social media and have their face on social media. I'm now going to give you a freeing answer. You don't have to be on all the platforms. Mm -hmm. So I really say start with where your customers are. So some of my clients that I do, they're done for you social media. They really connect well in Facebook groups. It's all about that community. It's all about those relationships. Others can put their products out on Instagram and they will sell like hotcakes. 
And I'll tell you, I'm working with a lady that she has been showing her process. She makes rugs. She's been showing her process of how she makes her rugs on TikTok. And she sells out consistently every single time she puts product on her website. She cannot fulfill these orders fast enough because her buyers, her people are on TikTok. So why would you waste your time being on all the other platforms? You know, so I really think you have to dial it in and think about your number one customer. So not, oh, I sell to moms and I sell to grandmoms, grandmothers, and, you know, there's a wide range of people that I sell to. I want you to think about your number one customer. So give that person a name, give that person their specific age. What does their family environment look like? What does their purchasing behavior look like? Then what is their online behavior? Are they getting on Instagram as they crash into bed at 11 o'clock at night because they just had to do all the things and put all the kids to bed? And, you know, is that their time when they're scrolling on Instagram? That's when you need to be posting. Or is it somebody that's in a corporate career and they can scroll Pinterest throughout the day? That's where you need to be and that's when you need to be posting. So really identifying that number one customer is going to free up so much for you because it eliminates all the places they're not. Now, as far as how often you need to be posting, I get this question all the time. And I'll refer back to what I said about the no like, and trust factor. Consistency builds trust faster than any other method. I'll say that again. Consistency builds trust faster than any other method. So you have to determine how consistent you can be in order to continue to build trust with your potential customers. So if that means that you can only post two times a week, then only post two times a week. Don't post 10 times one week and then the next week ghost everybody. That's not consistency and people will see right through that. I have clients all the time that come to me and say, Allie, I haven't posted in a year because I just kept telling myself I'll wait until I feel inspired and then I'll post. Oh no. (laughs) I'm sure there's people out there that feel that same way. Like you think like, oh, as soon as I get like a good idea, then I'll sit down and write a post. Well, they actually had a physical brick and mortar and they got a call one day from a customer that said, I actually went and purchased a product from someone else the other day because I looked at your Facebook and saw that you hadn't posted in over a year. Mm-hmm. And I thought you were out of business. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very real reality for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. So that to me just says, you know, not only are you sending the wrong message by not posting, but, you know, by determining what that consistency is, what that frequency that you can keep up with is and just sticking with it. So for me personally, I do three posts a week. And I sit down every month and I plan out the entire month in one afternoon. And I, you know, use a scheduling software. I, you know, create the captions. I am pulling photos and graphics together with those captions. And I'm creating my content and I do three posts a week. I schedule it out for noon every day. And then I set it and I forget it. And so that's truly how easy it should be. 
and really just continues to build a level of understanding with my audience to where they know I'm going to constantly deliver. I'm not going to let them down. Yeah. You bring up some excellent points there. And I think one thing that oftentimes as business owners, we forget is that the internet is like a really big wild place. There's lots of fake websites out there. So you know, legitimacy and trust is really key. And sure, Mm -hmm. we trust our brands. We know we'll deliver. But that idea of like, you know, if somebody flips over to your Instagram or whatever social channel your ideal customer, I guess, uses the most and looks at it and you haven't posted since 2020, they may not trust to even make a purchase with you. So that is such, such a good point. And that points to, you know, the need for that consistency, which I think is really important and fundamental at all levels of marketing, not just even social, like that email newsletter going out every week and, you know, launching a new product every month. Like it's really like, from my experience, the consistency that gets a lot of small businesses to the next level, you know, when they're moving from like five figures to six figures to seven figures. So, so many great talking points there. And I love that you shared your process at a high level, because I know that you are a master of creating social content. So (laughs) I want to talk more about this because I think part of the reason that you touched on briefly why people don't post as often is because they get into the spin around what do I post? And I personally feel it really a lot on my personal Instagram because it's a Mm. mishmash of so many things. Whereas like my business Instagram is very focused. So we always kind of know what to post because we have a very clear brand strategy. So I'm curious to hear like, how do you even start figuring out what kind of content you're going to post and what kind of captions, if you're going to do video or image or real, like Where does that kind of process start? And are there any tips you can share with the audience for getting unstuck if they feel like they can't create any content? Yes. This is, I think, the most freeing piece of advice that I give business owners. I kind of go back to my days of working with Amazon. And I would give the leadership that I was working with doing the media interviews talking points. And I'm sure you all can guess when they're doing media interviews, you know, we can typically guess what the questions will be. Oftentimes they're very positive interviews about how they're coming into a community. They're going to be providing all these jobs. They're going to be providing a scholarship or a donation to a a local nonprofit. So it's always warm and fuzzy. There were occasionally times where it would be a negative interview. And the talking points that I would give them would say, if you're asked this question, I want you to answer it this way. Or it would say, no matter what you're asked, this is how you answer it. And really the thought behind this is that, and you sometimes see politicians do this, that they may be asked a question and then they completely go off topic and they start answering something and talking about all the great things that they've done. And everybody's kind of watching it going like, wait, wait, they didn't answer the question, but this is really interesting. Or like, (laughs) oh, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. So I really morphed that idea into social media and I call it my social talking points. So we sit down and we determine those eight to 10 social talking points. And those social talking points are what you refer to every month when you sit down to create content. And the beauty of it is you don't have to recreate the wheel each time. So just to give you an idea of kind of what mine look like, I am the first talking point on my list. And the reason I do that is goes back to the whole conversation we had about putting your face out there. Your picture should be, and if we're referring to Instagram, should be in that first set of squares on your feed. 
That's so if somebody goes to your profile and they open it up and then they see your face, they can immediately connect with, okay, that's the owner. And then they scroll a little bit and then they see your face some more and they're like, okay, got it. That's who that is. Most people will not scroll past two or three swipes. So you can't really bury those things and just expect people to find them. So you should always be on your social talking point for the month. Then you need to look at what products you offer. Something, a mistake that I see happen all the time is people will post about a product once and they expect that every single follower that follows them saw that post. Yes. 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 That is not, (laughs) that is not how the algorithm works. The algorithm shows your post to 10% of your followers based on how those 10% of those followers behave with your post. They will then open it up to 10% more and 10% more. So if nobody likes your post, they will not show it to any more of your audience. If the algorithm sees that it's picking up attention, people are leaving comments, people are liking it, people are saving it, people are sharing it in their stories, then they show it to 10% more. So you cannot expect your followers to have seen a post from six months ago and automatically know what you offer. So that's part of your social talking points is, you know, what products do you need to remind your audience that you offer month after month after month? And that I'm giving you full freedom and permission to repeat posts. Maybe you change up some of the language. Maybe when you're getting pictures of your products, you get it from three different angles so that you can share a different picture each time. It's a different angle. It's not the exact same thing, but that is allowing you to create that content without doing any extra work. So I really love identifying those social talking points because, I mean, even for me, I can talk about, I have two new kitties and that is a part of my social talking points is my pets. Does it have anything to do with my business? No. Does it allow you to connect with me? If you have pets also, and you see me showing my cute little baby kittens on my Instagram stories? Yes. So I think a lot of people get into this like kind of corporate almost cycle of here's a sale we have going on. Oh, we have 20% off. Come buy from us. Oh, 4th of July is coming. Well, you know, what holiday is coming up that, you know, you can relate a sale to and, oh, here's a new product we got in. That cycle does not build relationships with your customers. So they're not able to really break through that kind of just salesy push. I am all about posting sales posts on social media, but you have to mix it in with other personal and other topics, offering advice, offering valuable information so that it all looks as a cohesive brand. And it's not just a brand that's saying, bye, bye, bye. I mean, I can't even recap all the great things that you said there, but there were so many great points I want to touch on. And I don't know if you've ever read the book by Gary Vaynerchuk, Jab, Jab, Right Hook. Yes, uh, yes. Such a good book. If, you, if you're listening to this, you haven't read it. I think it's Jab, 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 Right Hook. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it talks about that concept of like, you know, providing value, inspiration, education, and then putting out like a sales focused post versus always posting, this is my new product. This is my sale. This is my thing. And I think we get really into that spin as product-based business owners because we're like, 
well, we just launched this new thing. We want to show people it. But you bring up such a valid point too about like, you can't just like launch something once and show one photo and be done with it and move on. Like you need to have a continuous kind of cycle of that. So I love that too. We often forget at my own brand about the products we have already that are always in stock, like that we have great content for. We're always focused on the new stuff, but we forget that like people haven't seen probably half these photos because we had like 5,000 Instagram followers when they were shot. So Mm. it's, yeah. So I love that idea of post repeating. I think that is a very big, like freeing word for people, almost like outfit repeating. So I can wear the same thing again. This is awesome. Um, So tell me, I know you mentioned one mistake that brands make when showing up on social, but one question I have about that is like, I think there's like this air of like, I don't want to show up imperfectly. Like I don't want to post like an ugly image or a video where I don't like my hair is not done. Mm. Like what's your opinion on like progress over perfection when it comes to social content? Yeah, I am a big believer in showing up as you are. I will say I've heard from other experts in the industry that really say time and time again, when they do show up as their best self, it does perform better. I think if you're going to weigh the consistency, kind of a seesaw of if consistency is on one side and is my makeup and hair done on the other side, I lean towards being consistent. That gets you much further than making sure that you wait until you have your studio hair and makeup done to shoot a Instagram reel. Mm-hmm. So that I think that's a big piece that people do often kind of put off, put off, put off. And if you're offering value, people don't care what you look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where it comes down to we're holding ourselves back. We're yeah. holding ourselves back by saying, like, oh, we don't look like the other people that are going viral. And you're not going to get it right the first time. So we have to keep posting. And then you start to learn what your audience likes. And then you start creating more of that content. So it's kind of like what goes first, the chicken or the egg? Like, how do I become viral? Well, you have to post a lot. That's the beauty of the algorithm. You can't just put out one piece of content and expect that one piece of content is going to live forever and always have the shelf life that is driving people to it. No, you have to consistently put content out there because you can't really gain traffic unless you give the algorithm something to work with. So I'm all about like throw a ball cap on, throw a filter on and just record that content. That's so timely because I just recorded a video today with a ball cap on. (laughs) I wash my hair today. Yes, Christy. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. (laughs) That makes me feel a lot better. (laughs) Good. Good. But I do say that there is something too, and I know it's a little bit more rare in the pandemic for us to do our hair and makeup, but when it happens, I do show up a little bit differently. I feel for sure a little bit more confident when, you know, you don't need that extra filter because your under eye circles are really out there. Um, (laughs) You know, there's a little spring in my step, you know, the odd time that I do my hair and makeup for sure. So I can see it from both sides, but I appreciate your perspective that that consistency is really important. And I think that authenticity too, and how you connect with your social followers is important too. Like I've had some really top performing posts on my own Instagram where, you know, it's just me without makeup, just like, you know, talking real talk and that kind of real talk really connects as well with people too. So, Mm. so I think that's important as well. I just want to highlight, is there anything else you want to talk about? Cause I know you've got this like formula for creating a month of social content in 30 minutes. Like, 
Yes. Is there anything we haven't talked about on that that you want to share with our audience? Um, I really think keeping in mind, you know, the timely conversations that are happening within your community. I think a lot of people can kind of be mute to that and just say like, oh, I'm going to just push out this content and not really care what other people are talking about. So really absorbing other people's content. And I'll even take that a step further and saying, engage with other people's content. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, really start to build that community. You know, the kind of the first two steps, if you feel like you're at really square one right now is going to be getting really clear on those social talking points and then getting really consistent with your posting schedule. Those are your first two steps. Mm -hmm. But if you feel like you've mastered that, I'm going to let you take it a step further and that's community. So have those conversations. Christy mentioned Gary V. He is big on giving your two cents to 90 posts every day. And he calls that the dollar 80 method. So, you know, a hypothetical, if you had two cents to give to each person, you would have spent a dollar 80 at the end of it, but we're offering just valuable comments instead And I will say that by far boosts my clients' growth much faster than any other method out there. Mm. Yeah, I know that social media can be such a rabbit hole when it comes to like the idea of like, you know, I do believe there's so much validity to posting at the right time. I've seen that in action, but people get very obsessed with like hashtags and tagging all these people and being really spammy and then posting like 10 times a day. But it's very refreshing to hear that maybe you know, following more of like a less is more kind of content strategy where you're consistent, but fewer, but better posts and like really putting in intent and effort and consistency can pay off. Cause I think that's part of what overwhelms a lot of small business owners is that idea that, well, if I'm going to be on Instagram, I have to be on there seven days a week. And that's just really overwhelming when you have like 8,000 other things to do in your business. So I love that you've given people the permission to say, you know, I'm just going to show up three times a week and I'm going to do my best. And, you know, we'll see where that takes us and then optimize from there. And I think, you know, looking at the data is always helpful too, to see what performs with your audience too. Christy, so much of why most of us are business owners is because we wanted to have freedom and flexibility, (laughs) right? So why are we making ourselves a slave to our own business by saying we have to do something when you don't have any facts or data that show that you have to do that? So like, just put that behind you now, because we are small business owners for a reason. And that doesn't mean that we have to be a slave to a specific app or even social media itself. Yes. I listened to a podcast the other day where they talked about, I think the title of the podcast was, have you built yourself a seven figure prison? Mm-hmm. And I had to laugh because I was like, you know, yeah, there's this book, The E-Myth Revisited, which is very famous. It's quite old. It's maybe like 30, 40 years old. And it talks about like, you know, how to get out of that spin of being like the technician in your business, like always doing all the work and hiring a team and becoming more of a leader and owner and having that true freedom that comes with the idea of owning a business and how many of us, you know, just get stuck in that kind of manager mentality and then never really can let things go in our business. Then we become the world's worst boss to ourselves. And then we've just created another job for ourselves versus actually created that freedom business that we all kind of wanted in the first place. So yeah, I totally appreciate that. That's such a good call out. Thank you for bringing that up. 
Well, talking about apps and stuff like that, do you have any apps or tools that you absolutely swear by for social media or media in general? Yeah. So I mentioned I sit down every month and plan out my content. And so I use an app called Planoly and they have a free version. They also have a paid version and you can connect your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest to the app. And I love it because it's a very visual program that shows you what your Instagram feed will look like once everything is scheduled. And then it has a calendar view so that you can see, am I hitting my three posts a week and allows you to go in. And if you do want to optimize with hashtags, adding those to the first comment of Instagram, adding a location, adding any specific tags of people that are in your posts. Those are the kind of things that you can use. Even the shop feature within Instagram is able to be utilized. So I just really like it to give me a one place where I can create content, get it scheduled, and then turn it on and forget about it. I love putting anything on automate. So (laughs) Planoly is such a good recommendation. I use later, but very similar software and it's definitely a game changer. So if you're not using one of these tools, uh, definitely check those out. So before we get into like the hot seat questions to wrap up the interview, do you want to share like anything you're working on right now? And I know you have a podcast as well. So maybe tell the listeners a little bit about that as well. I host Selfish, which is all about self-care for entrepreneurs and business owners. And I've had this podcast for almost seven years now. It is wild. Oh my gosh, you're like a pioneer podcasting. That's amazing. I was was in the spa industry at the time and I was hearing all these amazing self-care experts and I would record the audio of their talks on my phone. And then I would email it out to friends and family and say like, oh my gosh, you have to listen to this. And then finally somebody suggested to me, they said, you know, you could just like interview them for a podcast and (laughs) put it out there. I'm like, that actually would be a whole lot easier than (laughs) than what I'm doing. So yeah, that's selfish. And every week we release an episode with a, either a self-care expert or an entrepreneur that um, is practicing self-care well. And I really have enjoyed it personally just to get some good suggestions and tips on practicing that self-care because exactly what we were talking about, we often cross ourselves off our to-do list very first when things get hectic, things get crazy. It's, oh yeah, I don't need to work out today. I'm just going to cross that off and that'll give me an hour back in my day. So really having that accountability to self-care is key for me. And then I guess the other thing I've just released is my social media success shortcut. And that is Kind of everything we've been talking about, you know, allows you to really build up those social talking points, builds up the structure that you need to have within your own social media so that it can become an automated process. I promise in the program that you can get your posting for the month down to 30 minutes a month, which is possible. It's totally possible. So that's over on my website specific for that socialwithally.com. And that's A-L-L-I-E. So socialwithally.com. Awesome. So we'll link to all of those resources in the show notes. So let's get into a few hot seat questions before we wrap up the interview. So yes, tell me what's one non-negotiable step in your morning routine? Walking my driveway. I have a, a little bit of a long driveway. And so I will get up in the morning and I will turn on an audiobook and I will walk the driveway and it just like gets the blood pumping. It gets my brain like moving. 
And I can immediately come in and either do my actual workout and feel like I'm actually awake and not just kind of halfway going through the motions, or I can get to work and just feel like I'm already like hours into my day than when I would just kind of roll out of bed and start work. I love that. If you did that in downtown Toronto, if you walked your driveway, it would be like two feet. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe walk the neighborhood, right? Of what your driveway looks like right now. (laughs) I I am out in the country, so I will give that disclaimer. So yes, a neighborhood will work just as well. But uh, for me, I don't have that. So I just have to do the driveway. Amazing. So tell me coffee, tea, or something else. I am all about some green tea. I don't do caffeine. And so green tea is a great alternative for me. Awesome. And what's your favorite podcast that you're listening to right now? Ooh, I really like Amy Porterfield's. Mm. She just every week delivers such great value. And I often will be driving and kind of like trying to pull my phone out and take notes and like leave voice messages for myself so that I won't forget things that she's saying because it's just such good pieces of information. Yeah. She really knows how to put together a podcast. I listened to an episode where she shared her process behind it and I was like, whoa, right. A lot of work. Exactly. I know. I know. And you, you find like, how is this free? How are you getting yeah. this stuff for free? So yes, yeah, amazing. I love it. Good one. Okay. So As we wrap up, do you want to give people a recap of where they can find you online? Like where can they follow you on Instagram and what's your website and all that good stuff? Yeah, I am on all the social media platforms at the Allie Martin. And I would love to connect with everybody. Give me a, shoot me a DM and let me know you uh, listened to the episode and what you found valuable out of it, because this is the stuff I love to talk about. And so um, I love getting into the weeds with business owners on their business and kind of what they should be doing with their marketing. And your website is IWantFameFortune.com. You got it. I love that name. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. It's exactly what I hope to bring to people. So yes, love it. Manifest that fame and fortune. I wanted to. I'm with you. <laughs> All right, Ali. Well, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time to share this with our audience. I really appreciate it. And I hope you have an amazing day and let's stay in touch. Christy, you're fantastic. Thank you for having me on. for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com where you can find all the show notes, free resources and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.